Welcome back, adventure fans, to the entertainment powerhouse that is the League of Ultimate Questing. Heroes from all over the Five Kingdoms form teams to tackle deadly challenges and rise through the ranks to gain fame and fortune. My name is Kip Killigan, voice of the LUQ and humble servant of the Nexus Enterprise. And with me, as always, is everyone's favorite former LUQ superstar, Stormclad Thundertongue. It's uh, the season of the Red Moon, and that means mystery and mischief are afoot. Scholars say the interplanar and transdimensional membranes become taut during this particular celestial convert. Burn, burn, brass! I'm not reading their damned prompter. They're not going to be happy. I don't give a good god's damn. It's just to make sure you stay on message. The producers feel you get a little tempestuous. Tempestuous? You want it, Storm? That's what you're gonna get. Get that damn thing out of my face. Look up, it's the blood moon. The dimensional walls are stretched tight and getting weak. But that's what happens when you got the moon looking like a gin's backside. I guess it's easier for demons and fae to punch on through and stir the pot, but I don't know much about planar mumbo jumbo. But I can tell you, it's aptly named. For some, <clears throat> oh, for some, the blood moon gets the blood pumping, uh, bringing out the worst in beasts and people. Uh, like a purge of violence before winter comes kicking the door down. Nature's a real bitch, Kip. And speaking of nature, let's check in on the Mortal Dawn. In a stunning turn of events, it seems one of the members vanished out of sight as they were making their way out of the mountains. What caused this mysterious exodus, and how will it affect the team? We'll keep you up to date as the plot unfolds. The Mortal Dawn found themselves in Southern Dornheim on their first hero-ranked mission, hired by a seamstress named Ava Melbourne, who promised to be their new sponsor if they could hunt down her missing father. She hired a team to go into the Winterthrone Mountains, a very dangerous frozen tundra, to locate him hiding in his magical fallout shelter. And that team went missing as well. So she had to hire a second team, which is our ragtag heroes, the Mortal Dawn. They made their way through the village of Truce, followed the clues, and when they entered the secret fallout shelter, they found themselves shrunken down to a tiny size. They went through miniature adventures, hunted him down, broke the seal, made a new friend of a rat, and with the other team in tow, made their way back to the village of Truce, having succeeded in their mission with a letter from Taurus Melbar to his beloved daughter. And on the way there, Hyrothax went missing. When you return to Truce, you realize they were not in tow. You looked desperately around the village. Arvid and Morty spent the entire night following the trail back to where they had lost contact with Harithax. Morty sniffing the ground, searching desperately, restlessly, trying to find where Harithax went, vanished in an instant. You find nothing, until the end of the night, when dawn is starting to arise, and Morty comes to you, with something black in his mouth, and drops it to the ground. You see a reptilian clawed hand, severed at the wrist, with a metal bracelet wrapped around it. Oh, oh God. Oh, gods. Ah! Arvid will immediately run back to the team with this. And you are now back in the village of Truce, staying at the tavern, having learned these things and found out that something happened to Arathax. You may not be able to find them. Uh, I... All right, everyone, um, take a deep breath. If you need to sit down, sit down. Is this Arathax? Give it to me. I'm going to try to, one, determine if it is in fact Dragonborn, mm -hmm. if it is Arathax, and I'm going to try and see if it was cut, torn, or somehow magically separated. Absolutely. Let's see that medicine check. <gasps> 19 plus six, seven. Yes, this is unquestionably the draconic claw of Hyrothax with their shadow scale skin. And it has the League of Ultimate Questing bracelet wrapped around the wrist sealed magically. 
It looks like it was twisted off. It is him. Uh, no! Was there any other sign of struggle, blood, anything else? Um, Morty found it. Can you talk to Morty? Cast the old, um, speak with animals. <laughs> Morty's obviously very distraught. Morty, where did you find it? There was a uh, big, big stone wall covered in blood. Big splat, maybe. Big splat. Ask him if there were other bloods. Were, were there blood from other creatures? No. Just, just Haru. <laughs> Haru blood. Any other footsteps? Any other signs? Is it just him? Could you see any signs of anything else being there? Sniffed. Followed smell. Smell stopped. Only smell. Rocks. Snow. Haru. Stonewall. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry, Arvid. I tried. You're a good boy, Morty. You did your best. Can you take us to it? Yeah. Okay, party's gonna go investigate. Fun. So the party heads out in the early morning, out of truce, back towards the Winterthrone Mountains. And Morty leads you to where he found the hand. And it seems like there is a sheer stone and ice cliff face. Thick, impassable rocks. And it seems like there's a footprint trail that leads up to it. A little bit of smear of blood against the stone and nothing else. I hate to ask, but maybe I'm just jumping to things. King Squeaky did say he'd find a way to get us. The snow here is as tall as he is. I doubt he has anything to do with this. But good thinking. Um, does the postmortem give me an, a rough time of separation? It would have been very shortly after you lost track of them. Almost like minutes. Gotcha. Arvid, does the tracks, anything there indicate that he was dragged, that there was a, that he was not trying to come this way? Was he running? Was he walking? How did he get here? Okay, well, I trust, I trust Morty's judgment, but I will check as well. Yeah, survival check to read the tracks. That's very good. Ten. It's enough to tell that there was no struggle. It's like the footprints just walk right into the cliff. I hate being so useless. They're not useless. I think he came here intentionally. Look, there is no sign of any kind of struggle here. There's no kind of uh, predator. There is no reason to believe that they were brought here unintentionally. The fact that the hand that was cut off was the one with the League of Ultimate Questing tracker indicates to me that maybe they knew exactly what they were doing. So they just exploded themselves? No. They probably wanted out of the League or away from us. Why? Why? Let us be honest here. They are not like us. They are from a place completely different from our own. If I had to guess... I would say he probably did not feel the same level of kinship that we did, felt uncomfortable, and left. That, or the far more likely situation, is the fact that he has a living god inside of him and he is constantly being torn and torn apart inside of his own mind. The fact that you are so worried about his considerations for you tells me that you are not thinking straight. It's hard to think straight right now. They just left. They left. They were torn. They were taken. They were drawn or pulled. It doesn't matter. What are we going to do? The trail is dead. They're nowhere to be found. So what can we do other than simply continue with our quest? If they decide to come back, they come back. So I guess we should find Maven? We need to get back to our original quest. Finish the situation. Fulfill our promises that we made to the stupid, uh, what's his name? The, the ugh, Stokes with his spokes. We agreed to do the, the advertisement. It's, it's, we, have, we have obligations that we must follow. The fact that they did not care enough to fulfill their obligations is their fault. And now we have to pick up the pieces. And now we are left three men team in the middle of nowhere, possibly freezing to death. <sighs> Excuse me. Give me one moment, please. Take as many moments as you need, but take them walking. We brought the arm, so he'll walk over to the site and yeah, just try just to... like a wrist, like forearm snappage. Uh, and he will just try his best to attune to the weird magic. I just want to know that they're okay. The culmination of the arm there and the rock and the blood and knowing his magic and attuning mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. it, just mm -hmm. making sure that it's out there. 
It's dead. There's nothing. Oh, gods. The only magic you pick up from the wrist itself is just pulsing out of the bracelet. I'm already walking back. And the group will slowly return back to the village of Truce. Uh, the other team has set up their rest for the night. The ranger offered to help, and he searched the perimeter inside of town, but he didn't really know what to look for. Didn't have a tracking dog to sniff out the team member. And you return to your room with a lot on your mind. You turn in for the evening. Arvid would like to hold on to their hand. Yeah, I mean, Arvid's the kind of person that always wants to hold a hand. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have a permanent companion. <laughs> yes. You just hang it up to desiccate so that it's all like tight and, and mummified. Yeah, and then you can wear it like on your hip like a rabbit's foot or like, you it's know, luck. just around the neck. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Whoa. It's my friend. This way they'll always be with me. In the late afternoon when you arise, you spend a brief moment doing some advertising with Stoke Spokes. It's nothing more than a quick photo op outside of their uh, business. They seem a little disappointed that one of your team members is missing because it's a little bit less PR, but they do the best they can. The Broken Ballad thanks you once again, and they are going to head further north as you guys return to Whitefall to reclaim the rewards from your successful quest. On the road there, Reginald begins to flash and beep. Incoming transmission from Patron Maven. Good, I'd like to hear what he has to say about this. And you just hear his voice. Is everything all right? I got some weird signals and some messages from the League. Arthax is gone. We'll need the replacement. Arth... What? What happened? We'll explain it later. I don't have time for this right now. Their army's gone. They obviously left of their own will. They removed the League of Ultimate questing bracelet. So they're not dead? No. Well, maybe. They're a cold-blooded creature in the middle of a frozen tundra. I'm guessing maybe he did not have long to live. I'm, I'm in Whitefall. I'll be ready for you when you get here. I left shortly after you did. I was only asking because it means I would have paperwork to do, but we can talk about this when you get back. I don't know what happened, but I'm sorry, and we'll make it through this. Swift trails to you. Be safe. Ending transmission. <laughs> and you return uh, after another day and a half traveling through the very cold climbs of the mountains to the capital of Whitefall climbing up the stairs and switchbacks to the echelons of the trade district where you left. You were there on the echelon with Adornheim Textiles, uh, which is full and open for business. There is a large crowd meeting around it. They're very busy this time of day. And if you want, you may enter. Yep. <laughs> Following the fearless leader. Yeah. Uh, you guys kind of push through a couple of people to get inside. And as soon as Lady Ava Melbar sees you, she says, what? Everybody out. We're closed. I got to talk to this lot. Get out. You out. Put it down. Get out of here. <laughs> and she kind of shoes everyone out of the business and closes the doors. And she turns immediately with like a bright gleam on her face and says, you're back. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. Where is, where is your scaly friend? Not here. Oh, dear. Yeah. She kind of does the motion of zipping her mouth shut. Well, uh, what's the news? I hand them the letter. Oh, Papa's handwriting. And she sniffs it and tears it open. It smells like whiskey and cigarettes. <laughs> and she reads it quickly. She says, oh, oh, da. Oh, you daft bloody idiot. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and she exhales a deep sigh. I'm so glad that me da is safe. I cannot thank you enough. You find the other team? Were they all right? Yes. Well, that's, that's great. Oh, it's good to know that I didn't send with their doom. I couldn't have slept at night. Sorry, this is a, a relief for me. Obviously, there's some tension here, and I apologize for that. Um, well, you've got yourself a new sponsor. 
Adornheim Textiles. I'd be happy to have you advertise for me and give you rewards in return. I've, I've got something ready here. I'd already made these for the last group. They're kind of generic, but I dyed them to the colors of your team. I saw your uniforms. You got the deep reds kind of fading into yellows and a little bit of purple. So you uh, got one of these for each of you. So I guess I guess you'll have an extra. I will take Harutex. Very good. Uh, so it's a cloak, but it's very versatile. You can kind of fold it into a sash if you want. You can fold it up into a scarf. Very light fabric. Uh, and they're all identical. Adornheim Magic Cloak. Wondrous item uncommon. This cloak shows the symbol of the Mortal Dawn, as well as the logo for Adornheim Textiles, combining the magic of protection and branding. This cloak can be folded into a scarf or used as a sash. It is very versatile and flexible as a garment. Wearing this cloak gives you a plus one to AC and plus one to all saving throws. Fancy. That is the fattest. It's some runes that me mama taught me how to sew. Not very complicated, but very practical, especially in your line of business. And uh, depending on how advertising goes with your team, I'll probably be sending you either some more presents or some money in the future. That's, that's what I hear the sponsors are supposed to do. I might have something I need you to make soon. Oh, aye. Obviously, I'm not currently flush with cash, but I would like, at some point, a rune-crafted quad. Oh, that's right up my alley. Uh, just send me the details in a letter and I'll uh, see what I can do for you. I will. Get you an estimate and give you a good discount because you're working for me now in a way. Duh. That feller with a with a gray mask and a very nice suit, he was around here earlier, said he was looking for you. Uh, he said he was staying at the Copper Stag. He told me to pass that along if I saw you. Duh. Let's not avoid it. We should probably go there. Spasiba, Gaspaja, Milbor. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> Thank you again for me, Da. He's, he's the only family I got left. He's an old cranky sack of shit and bones, but <laughs> I love him with all my heart. Next time, maybe make trips up there to see him instead of uh, sending letters. I creature of habit, I guess. I don't think he wants visitors, but I'll definitely be making a vacation to go see him soon now that after this scare, <laughs> just got to shut down the shop for a while. Say hello to the mushrooms for me when you do, and I'll walk uh, out. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Can I hire a bunch of crazy bastards? <laughs> and uh, you find your way very easily with some directions to a large kind of a beer garden with a built-in inn called the Copper Stag. Almost instinctively, when you guys come in, you see a figure at the bar perk up and turn around. It's Maven, but he's wearing a very localized uniform of white furs and kind of a long dark fur cloak and leather bracers. He looks like he's almost ready to join like the military to blend in. And he comes over and obviously gives the hug to those of you who like hugs. Should we should we go to the room to talk? When he comes, mm -hmm. I extend my hand. And he eagerly reaches out without hesitation and shakes it. And after our hug, he has a wet shoulder. Oh, no. <laughs> he says, should we go somewhere private? I have a very large room set up for us. Duh. I have uh, kind of while you're heading up the stairs, he's already like eagerly trying to talk to you guys. Like, well, I have some mixed news, I guess. Um, but we'll figure out what happened first. And he takes you into basically like the luxury suite, like the top floor of this place is one large room with like eight beds. And there's a huge balcony with a beautiful view of the mountains down into the canyons below. It's, it looks pretty fancy. Uh, let's let's have a seat. Sorry, I'm a little out of my element here. I don't like Whitefall very much. There's no guilds or different trade districts. There's no back doors anywhere here. Back doors are where I enter through. This place is so straightforward. Yes, lacking corruption. What the hell? Well, I guess we have some things to talk about. You said you had mixed news. Uh, give us the bad first. I mean, the mixed news being what you're about to tell me, because I would say I have a quest for us, but that oh. might be different now that we're down to three. As you asked me a few weeks ago to start looking for a fifth member, I have had many feelers out. And since you've become a hero-ranked team, there is some demand. 
Upon completion of the quest, Harutex went missing. They were not seen to have any kind of struggle. There was no sign that they had been suffered any kind of pain except for the separation of their body from this particular appendage. I point to Arvid. Arvid's hand goes over the hand. Oh, gods. It is presumed that it was twisted off. Now, the concern here is that if it was twisted, this could not have been done by Harutex themselves. This had to have been done either by an external party or perhaps through magic. Yes, that all sounds very confusing and likely. Mm. This means they either did not want to be a part of the League anymore or somebody else did not want them to be a part of the League anymore. Well, this is very strange. The message I received was that there was a temporary interruption in the signal, but then it, it picked back up. So they're still reading. They're not on the monitor, but... They're not out of signal range either. If that hand is with you, then we're kind of in a weird gray zone right now. Duh. Those bracelets aren't supposed to be able to come off. They don't really plan for people cutting their own hands off. Duh. I can't imagine why they would. If the hand is missing, this means that whatever they're going through right now, they're doing it with one last hand. Right. I don't know if they abandoned us or if this was because of something to do with their god, but whatever happened, I would like to know. I would too. And I'm sure that at some point we can find out or... This would just be a pit in our stomachs for some time. Um, I have some money for you. This is the bounty from King Squeak. I've had to take a little bit for some expenses, but each of you is going to receive 200 gold pieces. Um, I will hang on to Harothax's portion for now until we decide what to do with it, if that's all right with you. Duh. All right, just let me know if you need access to it, and I will happily get it transferred. What happens if somebody leaves the league without permission? That is complicated. Teams are allowed to drop and pull members back in as they wish. There was no signed paperwork. They did not let anyone know that they were leaving. So depending on the circumstances of their exodus, they might be removed from the league. There is no legal ramification. Nothing in the contract that states leaving uh, unexpectedly can result in... Oh, they will absolutely be fined a great deal. Any money that Harothax has saved, should they return, may in fact be taken from them. They could have a demotion in rank. They might be kicked out from the league in general. This is weird circumstances, so we'll probably go to trial. We are not being recorded right now, correct? Uh, I mean, it's an ambient one, but it's not being sent anywhere. Let us not officially state that Haradex is missing. Perhaps only that they are out of commission, temporarily. Mm, Taking a vacation? At least until we find out that they are dead. I understand. If you want, I can... Well, no, I don't suppose I could remove the bracelet from that thing. It stays with you, though. It might arise questions. Take it off from around neck and hand it, Maven. Sorry, I... Didn't really want to take this, um, (laughs) but it might protect you. So I have a job that's the highest paying job we've ever been offered. And it's going to be undoable with just the three of you. You need at least four to take on a quest. Hmm. But I also have a lot of people that I've been interviewing. Uh, Most of them were ones that I contacted. This one contacted me. It's someone who is a big fan, I guess, and is very interested in your team. The Mortal Dawn has been following your entire career and for some reason is very adamant that their skill set would be a keen fit for any kind of side jobs that you may be taking. I know it's unusual, but they seem on the up and up. And What, they fan? That's right. Well, I don't want to say a fan, but perhaps a connoisseur. They didn't... What, is, what is their skill set? From my understanding, they have a, a lot of specialty in subterfuge, um, stealth, and uh, investigating things. They have a keen eye. And uh, I guess they know their way around a blade. I've recently been watching a fair amount of uh, League of Ultimate Questing, and I understand that you have uh, certain categorizations for mm-hmm. these things. Does this mean they are rogue? Partially, yes. I believe they also follow the path of a deity. Rogue is bad word, yes? It can be. Why did they use this word? You know, the League terms are always... They've always been a question in my mind as well. I prefer to think of them as specialists. Duh. I feel if you're going to indicate them as bad people, maybe we'll call them what they are. Thief, murderer, something like this. <laughs> right, or an assassin, which Duh. is a special kind of rogue that I've heard. Oh. But... For the time being, we'll call them a specialist, and I do believe that they have a devotion to a deity. 
I pull Chris aside and I'm like, what these assassin mean? Uh, they, um, you know, they sneakily stab and kill things. Murderer. Basically, yes. What is the difference? Uh, they can't be caught. This seems odd distinction. <laughs> <laughs> Which means if you are a bad assassin, you are a murderer? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, <laughs> well, the people who are looking to hire you are here in Whitefall. And they're willing to sit down, but it means you would need a fourth team member. So let me get this straight. We are still in frozen area. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Perfect. This is great. It is desert. It is tundra. When are we going to a temperate forest? That's an excellent question. <laughs> uh, I go where the money goes. And this job is offering to pay 900 gold for each member who participates. Wow. This is too much, no? Uh, something we definitely can't say no to. The Mr. Lightpurse over here probably could use a little bit of money. It sounds fairly dangerous. And it sounds like something that stealth and investigation might be good to add to your team. Duh. We are bad at stealth. You <laughs> have Speak what... for yourself. <laughs> I am excellent with stealth. I don't think we've uh, snuck somewhere uh, ever, right? <laughs> True, when I am wearing my armor. Maybe Wasn't I the last one to sneak? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are you yes. counting? Is this yes. something you're keeping track of? <laughs> are we keeping score about who sneaks where? Perhaps I sneak from now on and maybe I earn some extra points. Then. Don't need to be so harsh. I will say that thus far, subtlety has not been your strong suit. <laughs> but I know you all have certain skill sets. Um, what god they follow? Hmm? What god do they follow, this, uh, this fan? I'm not sure. You're you... not very good at this, duh? Well, that's not really a fair question to ask someone. They were a member of a previous team and they are a hero-ranked member of the League of Ultimate Questing. You say they are worshipper of God. They could be worshipper of uh, anything—a god of death, god of uh, suffering and disease, god of uh, mm-hmm. god of murdering friends in their sleep. I don't know. <laughs> I also di- I didn't ask Hierophax. You people on surface world have too many gods, and you do not find out who they worship. This makes me uncomfortable. That's fair. Though I guess I'll have to ask them myself. That was part of the interview process I had in, had planned. Yeah, Captain yeah. Interview. 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 Ah, like talking head. What? You remember, uh, the head comes in and it yells at you for a while. Yeah, it's a talking head. Yes. This is interview? Yes. Da. It's like a nice interrogation. Where do we get head? Uh, you will be the part of the head. And if you'd like, I can go get them and return later today. Oh, this makes sense when you had the video <laughs> and there's a, the person in this aiming at just the camera at the end. <laughs> this is why talking head, yes? That's one example, yes. <laughs> this makes I like this. This is good. I can do this. I can talk as head. Sure. Well, I will go and fetch them and return here in a little while. Um, feel free to go down and have some breakfast and drinks. We have a tab open. I'll be back a little later. And Maven leaves. You guys are welcome to feast and drink on whatever you like downstairs. Um, fill your bellies or do none of that. Later that day, Maven returns and there's a knock on the door and they carefully open it. And there is a figure that follows them into the room. We have a guest player this week, Mr. Anthony Caffiero. Woo! Yay! Hey, everybody. How's it going? And feel free to describe your character to the group as what they see on first impressions. The first thing you see is quite a small figure. She has dirty blonde hair. It's pulled back in a few kind of wild buns with some sticks coming out of them. She's not unkempt, but clothes seem like she's made them herself or she's been using them for quite a while. She has a broad smile on her face, a beauty mark, and she definitely has no shoes. This is a Nelfling. She is the... Result of a father halfling and a gnomish mother. Very good. They seem to be wearing strange gray armor with white and black markings on it and carry two blades at their hip. And Maven pulls out a chair and lets them sit down and says, uh, this is Nimblewell Roundtree. 
She reached out to me. She seemed very interested in talking to you all and being a former team member is eager to work with a team that has slightly different ideals than her past team. You have something on your face. I, I do? No. Oh. I walk up to the beauty mark and I try to scratch it um, off. <laughs> you're, I'm so excited to meet you all. You're, you're my favorite team. This is stuck on their face. Uh, I see is mole. Oh, what's stuck on your face? Ugly. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. You're um, unique looking. This is another word for ugly, yes? It, it, it is. Duh. <laughs> Chris the expert. Spicy bro. So, what god do you worship? <laughs> our, our, our team, you're just going to lead right in with that? Oh my. I, I worship Sauvage. It's the god of the in-between. The, oh, this is uh, the stupid monkey thing, yes? Chris critically uh, huddles them, huddles them around. Remember when we were in that temple thing? The stupid monkey yeah. thing. Yeah. Our yes, pulls yes. the axe out like mm, mm, this is mm. this. I that was just a statue. That was oh, not okay. a symbol of the deity. Okay, that was but, a de decorative that was... globe. That was the temple. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, remember, we were in the temple. Uh, it was out in the ocean. Yes, it's the, that god. The uh, remember, it rarely worshipped. This is a little too coincidental. That's exactly why I searched out for you. I saw on the screens you guys went to that that temple. I've always wanted to visit some place like that. I'm I'm new to this whole religion thing and all, but this just seems so serendipitous. You understand we're not going back there, duh? Well, of course, but maybe maybe you have something from there, or there's a information I can get. It's just so so nice to be able to work with some professionals that respect religions. Respect religion is not something I am known for. Maybe you only started watching during the scenes with the uh, with the giant horse monkey thing. But before this, you might recall I am not so good with. Uh, other people's guts. And that's fine with me. I don't need to put my god on on your beliefs. Tell me, what happened to your former teammates? It's an it's a pretty interesting story. It is also a little sad. Um, you see, I'm I'm a bit of a um a specialist. Uh, as as Maven has introduced me as the team I was with before, the Gilded Claw. They they use these skills um, ad nauseum. I would say we were doing really well, and we got a job. Our group took jobs that weren't necessarily of the most savory type, which is fine with me, but not necessarily what I always want to do. Well, the reason I left is I was asked to infiltrate and basically defile a church or, or a temple. Archer <laughs> 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 just, just laughs. That's good. So, so upon entering this temple, sneaky as possible, quiet as a mouse, I, I just... I realized I had maybe something in common with this god. I did a little research on it before I entered, and Salvage is this in-between deity. The, the, the spot before the sun finally goes behind the mountains and sets, or that moment right before it rises. It's that between spot, that gray. Or moment just before roast is done, da? <laughs> exactly. No, that's exactly it. Duh. I understand this. This is good feeling. It felt... Like a perfect thing for me to go after. I've been a specialist for quite a while. I'm from Andesign. Uh, I grew up in the Neathers. And that was always kind of an in-between place, too. Duh. Well, that's all very fascinating. But um, you leave Tim. Why? Because of defiling of church? Yeah. Among other things, we're doing some kind of rotten jobs. The Gilded Claw have kind of a reputation of being a very corporate team. Uh, they're basically in the pocket of one of the members of the Black Council. Corporate team? Well, all of the teams have corporations, but they do jobs specifically for the rich person who owns them. And they're 
they tended to be a little unsavory for a while. They got a dark shadow cast over them from some other teams. And I wouldn't blame someone for wanting to get out of that and go out and actually help people. And what makes you believe that this one is not simply here to infiltrate us and maybe under undermine our efforts? It's a great question. That's how I was hoping we could gleam some information with this interview. Have you ever killed a child? I don't believe so. I mean, I look like a child, but I'm not I'm not young. So I want to have prepared, knowing that I was going into this, I'd like to have prepared Zone of Truth sure. in advance and then cast that right now. Okay. Um, you can try to make a save against it or you can choose to fail. I'm going to be casting Zone of Truth on you. Are you familiar with this? I think that's a wise idea. Yes, of course. I wouldn't lie to you anyway, but if it makes you more comfortable with this, absolutely. Nah, this is good. I go ahead and cast it mm-hmm. on everybody. Right. So then I will ask you one more time. Have you killed a child? I have never killed a child. When was the last time you masturbated? About 25 minutes ago. <laughs> Marvelous. I just had to make sure. What? How about you? Never. I don't believe that. Is your zone of truth working? Duh. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why they took a minute to answer the door. <laughs> <laughs> Arvi, did you have something to do with Haritex's disappearance? What? Did you have something to do with Haritex's uh, disappearance? No. And you, Christ? No, but I could not feel them anymore. And what about you, Maven? I had no idea that Haritex disappeared until you contacted me. I got message of a weird signal from their bracelet. And what about you? Wait, what happened? Wh- where is Haritex? They're missing. And a look of just total disbelief. One of Nim's favorites... Is just, she finally realizes, is not in this room. You did not answer the question. I didn't even know they were gone. Of course I haven't. I've just, just arrived. Good. You'll have to forgive me for misusing this magic, but uh, I had to make sure. The disappearance of a team member is a very serious business. I don't blame you for wanting to do a little extra research. Artyom looks visibly disappointed. That no one is guilty. <laughs> yes. Would you like to spend some more time with Nim and have me go contact the people who want to give you the quest? Or would you like to move forward? If I were to speak truth, I just, I would like to get my mind off of this. I'm ready to go on this quest. Um, Arvid just wants to size him up, give a, give a good old, what is the, what's the role? The one that's, uh... Insight? Insight, yep. 19. Hey, that's pretty good. You can tell, even with the use of the zone of truth, that Nim seems to be being extremely honest. You can also pick up, being Arvid, that there is some... Being Arvid. <laughs> the way they sit and the way they kind of move very subtly, um, she's got some combat potential. Like, she's kind of on her toes at all times. Like, at any moment, you think they could duck and roll out of the way if something came at their head. Excellent. And lastly, whispered Morty, get, get a good smell of this sheep. And this huge, mastiff puppy puts his paws up on the table and starts sniffing it, <laughs> like slobbering near your face. Oh, my Lord! Uh, uh, um... Uh, <laughs> and Nim Nim backs away to whatever wall she can get her hands on. Uh, Morty's much much bigger in real life. Do animals frighten you? Um, dogs for sure. Real big dogs. <laughs> Morty puts his paws down and gets like playful, thinking that you're trying to like um, no. cat and mouse. <laughs> Morty Morty down. She's scared. Like dying to play with this tiny person, but like holding back at Arvid's command. Just like the the subtle vibrated butt wiggle. <laughs> and then Nim's hands instinctively go to her sides to her weapons, but she she holds them out just like on full alert, not shaking as much as getting lower and lower and just getting ready to make any move she needs to, any dash. Well, that's a little concerning, but otherwise she seems good. Don't murder our dog. Don't, don't murder Nim. <laughs> certainly don't make Nim lunch. On that note, do you consent to a physical? Sure. 
We had to do that back when I was part of the Gilded Claw. Why not? Marvelous. I will just go ahead and like lead them into another room. <laughs> okay. And give them the old top to bottom. Just a straight up simple like medicine check. Just make sure, just check them out. Make sure they're healthy. Make sure mm-hmm. they're well. And mm-hmm. make sure they are what they claim to be. Okay. Not great. <laughs> um, I think that's about what is this? Uh, our proficiency went up by one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that means the total is a 12. You've never studied a Nephling before. You didn't even know that they existed really um both gnome and halfling physiology are a little foreign to you but it's still a a mortal body um there's some signs of battle scars um some pretty deep cuts that have healed over a long time ago tone fit muscles no sign of any kind of disease or burns of any kind uh looks like they're a a warrior Uh, artyom seems extraordinarily clinical like just stone he doesn't does seem to pay any attention to you at all other than just physical traits you look like halfling I'm half a halfling. Zona's truth is still active? Yeah, it would have followed you, so it's okay. in this room now. Have you ever dealt with somebody named King Squeak? I've never heard that name before. No. What's King Squeak like? Not good. Is he a halfling? He's a joke of a man. Is he a halfling, though? Yeah. Oh, I see. I will slide this in, though. One thing you notice during your medical examination is that Nim has uh, a little tiny tattoo on her hip of what looks like a rectangle that's been divided down the middle, which is from the nethers. This is your god? They no. point to the tattoo on their hip. My God, no. Gosh, no, no. This is this is the symbol of where I'm from. And it, it's a region in Andesign. No, I have no further interest in you. You may go when you're comfortable. Look, uh, looking forward to working with you. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I walk uh, into the next room. Yeah, <laughs> they leave the room. At this point, Zone of Truth is probably fading off. And Maven's out on the balcony just smoking. Chris is out there having the same smoke. I come out there. I'm removing my like thin like uh, calfskin gloves. Sure. Like, they look fine. Everything seems okay. Look, if all we need is a fourth person, it doesn't really matter, does it? If you're fine with it, we can move forward with this. We can take a hiatus if you need. What do you think, Arvid? I want to keep going. I don't want to sit alone with my thoughts for too long. I mean, what do you think about the little creature? Oh, um, I'm worried about her and Morty, but uh, she seems like a very nice small person. Duh. Momorty is not officially a part of the team, which means if there's any reason there is a conflict, we will unfortunately have to leave Morty behind, well, not the small one. Probably a better idea to just leave Morty behind. If this is a problem. I just want to make sure that you're okay with this. Yeah. Chris? Yeah, they seem earnest enough. I'll do my best to keep an eye out, though. But I have no reason to believe there's anything suspicious about what's going on. Zone of Truth means they probably believe what they are saying, even if it isn't true. So, all we can do at this point is... Trust them until they try to betray us or something bad happens. How hard is it to get rid of somebody, Maven? Not really my specialty, but I know people who do these things. Not no. murder, <laughs> Maven. No, no, no. Oh, I honestly thought that's what you meant. You and your back doors. <laughs> I yeah. try to avoid that line of work. Yet. I mean, uh, get somebody off of him if we do not like them. Oh, the paperwork, especially, this was basically a sign-on. They would be a temporary member. You could make them permanent if you wanted so until your group decided to have them actually join the team, they're basically just a, this is commission work. A probationary period. Right. So the paperwork would be minimal. It would just be ending a temporary contract. Uh, I like this. I like this a lot. Keep in mind, if it ends before the quest is over, the quest will be forfeited because you'll go from four members down to three. Wait, if they, if they go unconscious during this time. Wait. No, no, no. Only if you wish to sever the contract of their, uh, of their assignment to your team. Duh. I bet they can fit into a lot of places we can't. That is on their resume. <laughs> I don't know. I am uh, wispy. Wispy. Wispy? I'm willowy, you know. Oh. A band. Oh, okay. A, a bean pole. <laughs> <laughs>
Though I do have pretty broad shoulders, never mind. <laughs> well, uh, if you would like to make a great deal of money, I think we could move forward with this. It sounds like two of the members are ready to get their mind off of things, but I want everyone to be on the same page. I'm not making any decisions for you. So if the three of you are ready, I can set up a meeting with the people who wish to see you, and you can find out what this very expensive and very dangerous job entails. I think you mean the four of us. It looks like the Mortal Dawn are on their way to a new quest, and a new player could hit the field. It's always exciting to see what kind of new synergy and strategy can come from questing with a completely different member. If there's one thing the Mortal Dawn's known for, it's subtlety. They got a damn fine clear rate for quests, but every time there's a throwdown, the place turns into a rave. You know, ravener spirits. They sound like the screams of the damned with dead souls swirling around them in all colors. You know, like a nightclub. Wait, no. What does the necrotic mace have to do with this? Ah, whatever. Point is, I hope this new recruit teaches them a thing or two about stealth. And will this new name become a permanent part of the Mortal Dawn roster? Or will their MII member Heterothax return in time? Well, the good news is, now that they're hero ranked, their little lost warlocks will probably just get a hit with a fee and slapped on the wrist. That is the wrist that wasn't snapped off like a turkey leg. <laughs> and if they stay gone too long, there's a real possibility the league might suspend them long term. Ah, well, let's see how it shakes out. Whatever the outcome, I'm sure we're set to keep seeing thrilling trials and deadly conflict as we follow the Mortal Dawn along the road on their newest mission. We'll find out more after these messages. Having trouble sleeping at night? You can't stay focused in the dungeon if you don't get your much-needed rest. Sometimes the DC of your insomnia is just a little too high, and you need some help. It might be time to try Nockdraft. All-natural enchantment magic to ease your body and mind into a deep sleep. With a duration of 8 hours and a DC of 16, you'll be counting sheep in no time. Ask your party cleric if Nockdraft is right for you. Do not take Nockdraft if operating powerful magic items, walking outdoors, rolling diplomacy checks with powerful warring nations. Do not use Nockdraft to put a village of gnolls to sleep. Your DM put a lot of work into that encounter, and that seems like a really cheap way out. For especially powerful magical resistance, ask about a new product, Nockhammer. Nockdraft is not responsible for any party ambushes that happen while you're all too passed out to make your perception checks. Nockdraft. Sleep now. Like, right now. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, LU cuties. It's Zach coming at you. Well, not live. Uh, not live in the least. But uh, I'm here with more housekeeping. First, I need to correct my correction from last episode. As you may have heard, Law and I will be at Rose City Comic Con this Saturday at the Orcs, Orcs, Orcs booth. And as you may have heard, uh, we said it was going to be like noon to one, and then we said it was going to be like 11 to one, and then I corrected it again back to noon. It's 11 to one, folks. It's 11 to one. If you want to meet me in law, ask some questions, grab a sticker or a pin, 
Come to Rose City Comic Con on Saturday at 11 to 1 and find us at the Orcs, Orcs, Orcs booth. Hopefully that's helpful. And I really hope to see someone. Just one of you. The rest of you can go. Anyway, I'd like to thank our Patreon subscribers, without whom most of this would still be possible, but probably not for too much longer, and definitely without feeling super great about it. Uh, Every single dollar pays for exciting new things like the mics that we have in this new episode, which you might have heard. There's like no audio bleed, and that makes me very happy. Uh, Patreon also goes to things like merch that we're planning, uh, still a little bit of a ways off, but, but maybe soon, but as it stands, our Patreon is for slapdash expenses only. Uh, so it's all going to the content you love and to make sure that the studio is doing better and better and better. I also in particular want to thank Jeff Ammons and Dave Mladenov, our legendary team on Patreon. Thank you so much. The names that they selected will actually be appearing in today's episode. So if you want your name on an episode, consider upping your Patreon contribution to 25 a month. You'll get a weekly thank you and all sorts of other rewards and your name in an episode. So, you know, worth considering. Next, I want to thank the Great Danes. Not the dogs, the people. You guys are a crazy amount of our audience, and while we still have no idea why, it warms our heart. And speaking of Danes, we have somebody of Danish ancestry to thank for the second half of today's episode. Tori Christensen was kind enough to take a whack at putting an episode together, and this is her first time editing. But if all goes well, she may be able to help us out with more episodes in the future, so thank you so much, Tori. That's it, I think. Law will probably tell me I missed something, but um, I'm going to get back to the show before that happens. We live in a world of magic, and some of it's out of our control. Whether it's a miscast or a magical surge, hundreds of lives every year are impacted by the side effects of wild magic. Some blithering wizard was blasting kobolds in my turnip patch, and he must have fucked it up somehow because now all my turnips are pink and taste like soap. It was hard enough to get the youngins to eat them before. I was in the tavern, just having a drink after my dock shift, and some fight broke out. I was minding my own business, but some stray beam of light smacked me out of my stool, and now, where my arm used to be, there's a very romantic poem written to some guy named Quincy. If wild magic hadn't come into my yarn shop, I'd still be the 78-year-old grandmother that I was, and not the war chief of a clan of bloodstalker barbarians. I miss my rocking chair. For as little as a copper piece a day, you too can make big changes in the lives of victims of wild magic. Call today to donate to the Wild Magic Relief Fund. Your time could come too. Pay it forward. Karma can be cruel. Wild Magic Relief Foundation Fighting the chaos that can swallow us all So the Mortal Dawn is led by Maven through the city of Whitefall towards the castle built into the glacial waterfall. And into the base of it, you see a huge stone fortress inside this frozen water. The group is led into the basin of the castle, which looks like an embassy for other regions in Mackinac. You're led down a hallway and to a large wooden door. And when it's open for you, you see two figures sitting at a long meeting table like they're waiting for you to arrive. The first one is a rugged human with a square jaw and a five o'clock shadow wearing green and silver full plate armor with a symbol of two crossed tusks on the chest of it. He has shortly cropped dark hair and he stands at attention when you arrive. Hail and well met. I am Sir Geoffrey Ammons of Tomodane of the Troll Hunting Knights. And he gives you a bow. The other figure is a female wearing a yellow gown that seems to be made of interwoven autumn flowers and leaves. She has very long pointed ears and a cascading head of curly red and brown hair. She does not stand. And she says, I'm Lady Serena. 
please have a seat. Sit down. And uh, Maven pulls out a chair as well and sits down. He seems like he's going to be remaining silent, but kind of listening and watching. We have come to you for a most dangerous job. Some of my people are in danger. There is a place called Fort Terminus. Some intruders have infiltrated our fortress and through some kind of dark magic are keeping my people at bay. I can explain more of the history of this fortress, but uh, it's in the Feywild. I perk up. What's the Feywild? That's a great question. The Feywild is the realm above the prime material. It is the birthplace of the Fey, the Pixies, the Eladrin, like myself. It is a realm of pure magic, and it is held together with a kind of chaotic, mysterious energy. Humans rarely tread there. It is dangerous, and they tend to not leave once they enter. Are, are we in the prime material plane? That's correct. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look at me. Don't worry, my planar knowledge is not excellent either. Fort Terminus a long time ago was called the Gulag of Blades, and it was quite a different establishment. It was led by a warden named the Corvair Sword. And it was a prison for humans who went too far into the Feywild, who cut the woods too deeply, who tread where they dare not. At that time, the Fey had no respect for the mortal races, and if they encroached upon their domain, they threw them into the prison. And that is where they remained for their mortal life. But after hundreds of years of this, fewer and fewer humans began to dig too deep into the forest, and they learned of the dangers. The Corvair Sword became fascinated by the humans that he had imprisoned. Over hundreds of years, he grew close to them. He learned of their lives and the mysteries of the mortal realm. He found them fascinating. And as time went on, they gained more and more rights in the prison. They began working and repairing things therein. They were taken care of, were given meals and freedom. After some time, it just kind of became a neutral ground between humans and the Fae. It became a fortress, a between realm, where both the Fae and mortals can interact, a safe haven in the Feywild for those who are lost. And this is called the Fort Terminus. That is what is now Fort Terminus. It's built on top of the Gulag of Blades. I imagine the name Gulag of Blades did not sound very neutral or pleasant. <laughs> not in the slightest. It was a very morbid place, and I believe that the Warden, the Corvair Sword, did not like the grim nature of it. Duh. Chris leans over to the little one. You should. You better start praying to your god. This might be the prime time for this. I can see what you're saying. Sir Geoffrey Ammons chimes in. Uh, my soldiers of Tomodane and the Troll Knights, we are some of the guards at Fort Terminus. We represent the human embassy. We defend it with our lives and defend the realm between Tomodane and the Feywild. There is a massive forest to the north of here known as the Narflin. And in all of Machinar, it is the one natural habitat that is most closely attuned with the Feywild. It is very easy to get lost and end up there without knowing it, and that is what our people try to protect. Make sure no one wanders too far off the trail and ends up losing their life to the mysterious Fey Lords who live beyond that realm. Some outsiders came in, infiltrated in the night, and killed most of my soldiers, and they cast some sort of strange magic that's keeping the Fey from being able to enter. Either your soldiers are not very good, or your enemy was far better than you expected. Yes. We hunt trolls and giants, so I would like to say that we're quite... Efficient warriors, but we're not very good against assassins. What, so something is large, you're easily able to kill it, but something is small is too difficult? Little one, maybe you uh, maybe you have easier time killing these people. I might, but I have a question for you. What kind of magic did they use? And you said assassins. That's right. I turn, I like, right as soon as, as they are saying that, I look at Chris. She is good with deflection. Mm. Prevents mm. me from uh, maybe chewing on my own tongue. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We do not know what the creatures were. We assume they were either humans or something from the Prime Material. They seem to fill the air with some kind of poison that the Fae could not breathe. We believe the source of it is cold iron. How does somebody slip between this Primate Realm and your uh, Feywild? 
It's it's quite dangerous and unpredictable. That's part of the reason why we're offering so much. I could send another battalion of troll knights in, but they would see us coming, and it's very difficult to navigate a huge group into the Feywild. They would stop us from entering. You say inconsistent, like rifts, they open, close, uh, spaces get thinner, thicker. The Feywild is a very chaotic and mysterious place. It's held together by no logic whatsoever. And Serena kind of steps in and says, that is not true. This sounds not entirely dissimilar from the Drexian shift. Something I am very familiar with. Oh, the Drexian shift. That is very much the dark shadow cast on the underside of the Feywild. They are connected at the edges like a ring. The upper half being the Feywild and the bottom half being what some refer to as the Shadow Fell. Forgive me for saying that I am not very familiar with uh, my people's history. You understand, Drav, we are not educated in anything except what we are expected to be educated in. Is there a connection between Drav or maybe a, a Dark Elf as you understand them? Is there a connection between this and the Feywild? There are versions, people who look at me might assume I am an elf. I am not. I am an Eladrin. We were here long before the elves ever entered the mortal realm. They are descendants of our people. There are creatures like that that are similar to the drow in the Shadowfell. The, the predecessor of your people. Those who are the more dark, sinister version than yourself. We spoke to a strange creature some time back. It said I had a connection with the Shadowfell. Had you traveled through the Drexian Shift? I have. You cannot pass through such a place without something clinging to you and remaining behind. I rapidly start looking at my back and like trying to check myself for things. Nothing physical. Duh. It just sort of sticks to you magically. I am a preacher, but I am not very good at metaphysics, so you'll have to forgive my misunderstandings. I just need you to understand that we're not going to be able to give you a map and clear directions on how to get there. The old trope is that the only way for humans to enter the Feywild is to get lost. Do you have any uh, artifacts or anything that we can investigate that might help us? I could give you as many stories and lores as you'd wish, but uh, my people can't even go near it anymore. Whatever fills the air, as they said, it, it's probably based in cold iron. It's a horrible metal that has poisoned my people. Mm. It never enters the Feywild. Is there a difference between cold iron and normal iron? There is indeed. Bah. I am not a metallurgist either. You'll find quickly that I am not an expert in many things. <laughs> Nor am I, but I do know what is lethal to my people me it's just knives would i know a little bit about this with from an alchemist mother oh the feywild or all oh, cold iron i assume i of course i know about the feywild it's been told to me a bit sure yeah fairy tales and stuff mm -hmm. you know a little bit about cold iron you could probably identify it if you studied it you know that it can be made through alchemy but it's usually found magically <sighs> you, you understand i have a lot of questions i i've been specifically looking for information about the shadowfell for some time but i, I suspect maybe you're not expert in this i know quite a bit about the shadowfell if you can find a way into the Feywild, your mind and spirit will find ways into other realms as well, should you try. I am much more a doer than a thinker, so there is a good chance I will discover most of these things on the field, yes? You're a medic, correct? Da. Imagine that the prime material is a cast and bandage that we've been wearing our entire lives. And when you enter the Feywild, the bandage is removed. It prepares you for traveling to other places more easily. You're finally flexible. Da. This makes sense. You're good with metaphor. I am an emissary. That was one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. <laughs> Trying to explain to humans how to enter the Feywild is one of my jobs. I will not bore you with any questions. Anything I do not discover on, in the field, you can help me with later. It said that tracking would be not very useful in trying to find it. Using maps and navigation will lend you no aid. But having a kind of simple mind can be very useful in finding the way in. I understand your team has a dog. I look over at uh, Chris. Is he calling me idiot? No, no, no. 
Yeah, I ruffle up Morty's fur at that. Animals can very easily find their way to the Feywild. That may be of service to you. If you need somebody simple-minded, I suspect that Chris might be able to help. Wow. Uh, (laughs) The slightest smirk appears on the corner of my mouth. (laughs) Is this how you guys always talk to each other? Don't rise to it, Chris. The long and short of it is that we can't send a large group to redeem this because the Feywild will not allow us in. It would be too obvious. So a small group like yourselves of specialists could enter the Feywild more easily, sneak your way to Fort Terminus, and whatever it is, deactivate what's keeping the Fey out of there. And obviously, if there's any of the intruders you come across, you're more than welcome to kill them, or imprison them, or do whatever you wish. We need to get rid of them. They're keeping this safe haven and turning it into something awful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, we can't give you directions or details, but part of the Feywild is eventually finding what you're looking for if you stay resolute. And what gives you moral authority to allow us to kill? I suppose it would be in self-defense is my intent. I don't think that they will want you there. I see. So what you're telling me is these are actually their own people. They are not the mindless murderers. They are not evil. Which means any killing we do must, I should, be a... Uh... With good reason. I try not to choose good or evil myself, but what they did was sneak into the fortress at night and murder my men in their beds. These ones, da. But the Shadowfell creatures, or anything's in this Feywild, whatever bad things are here, maybe are bad because of uh, things beyond their control. Oh, the Feywild is going to seem very dangerous and not be welcoming to you, but they are not evil. It is simply a realm of chaos and confusion. They are strange to outsiders. They consider you a game. They will try to play with you. They will try to twist your words. Uh, my advice is to not eat or drink anything that you find in the Feywild. This is very important. And avoiding things like, oh, I don't know, strange games or odd temptations. This is the Elder Fae playing with you, keeping you there either forever or keeping you out. My life is the realm of chaos and confusion. I think we'll be okay. (laughs) We have collected the funds to offer each member of your team 900 gold in Fey gems. Here is the paperwork if you need it. Your contacts are me and Lady Serena. Everything does look in order. Or does it, Chris? Yes. Yes, I, I see nothing untoward here. There. So we can get you to the Narflin in a few days if you take the wagon. You won't have to put very much effort into traveling. You can ride aboard. You might offer a little protection, but it's part of your payment. I don't think there's any dangers between here and Tomodane on the Trolls Road. We have that on lockdown. The people who run Fort Terminus are my ancestors and my family. I'm just interested in making sure that they can return to their home and that if any were still trapped inside, that they're safe. Is it at all possible for somebody to slip into this fair wild, uh, maybe in this region? It is possible, but unlikely. This is a place that has had humans in it for so long that it creates a kind of stink that uh-huh. keeps the fey at bay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just checking. Would it, would it be at all possible to bring, I don't know, uh, some heraldry or an heirloom of yours to kind of aid our aid ourselves on this quest? We can supply you with something like this when we reach Fort Tomodane. Okay. Well, I can accompany you if you wish to set out today. We have provisions and food ready on the wagon. You won't be hungry. We've got music and great soldiers. I perk up mm. at music. What say you? I like this. Is everybody okay with this? I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in. Any conditions or uh, provisos? No. Um, no. No. I do, however, have one request. If you can gather some information about the Shadowfell, ideally in books for me, this would be good. I can certainly do that. If you wish to divert some of your rewards into the funding of a book, I can. They can be a little expensive, but I can get it for you. Maybe you include it. Uh, roll me a persuasion check. <laughs> I guess that's what the skill's for. <laughs> Natural fucking toy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you somehow managed to pique her curiosity as to your curiosity, which is exactly what the Eladrin are known for. So she's 
fascinated by the fact that you have so many questions and you've been through the Drexian ship. She says, I can get you some paperwork. And I will be happy to share any of my information with you. Fantastic. Information is far more valuable than any gem I could offer you. And I'm very good at keeping meticulous notes. I like that. I can't wait to see the Feywild. I grew up hearing stories about this from my mother. And with that, uh, the Mortal Dawn will set out on a wagon to Fort Tomodin, and you will arrive uh, near the Narflin, which is the largest forest you have ever seen. It seems to stretch all the way. It's, it's like an ocean of green. You can't see the end of it from one side, even up on the mountain hills. And there nestled at the edge of it is a fortress surrounded by log walls with a large gate that seems to have these human soldiers and woodworkers and uh, carpenters just constantly milling about. And uh, the wagon pulls in. Sir Jeffrey Ammons is saluted by a group of knights wearing similar green and silver armor. You have uh, bags of provisions that have been prepared for you to travel out into the Feywild. Um, you know, trail rations, extra rope, clean drinking water. You are welcome at that point to set out into the forest. Bonjour, moi. Finally. Temperate forest. This is what I was looking for. <laughs> it is uh, very much, at this end, an evergreen forest. There are very tall pine trees. Um, the cold isn't quite as harsh here as it is in Whitefall. Still, still fall temperatures, and you set in. There's wide open pathways that lead into it. You can see there's a ton of lumber work and logging for the first several miles of your way into the forest. These humans have made this their domain. The majority of wood in Dornheim comes from the Narflin. It is a constant, rapidly growing forest that seems to never diminish in its supply. After two days of traveling into the forest, it starts to get deeper and darker, and the pines seem to block out the sun even during the day. Trying as you might, you can't seem to find anything but the path that you're on. Arvid is doing his best to find some kind of entrance into this place that he's never heard or been to before or described to him, and it's just forest here. Even Morty seems to be sniffing around in confusion. Chris, while you're traveling with them in your bag, you find what looks like a tiny uh, reed flute that was tucked in there by Lady Serena. Mm -hmm. um, she said it was a gift of one of her ancestors, mm -hmm. um, just an instrument of the Fae. That night when you're setting up camp, you have a little bonfire going. The group is trying to figure out how they're going to make their way into the Feywild, and it's starting to get a little bit frustrating. When the stars come out, it seems like they descend from the sky, and you realize there's fireflies here, a lot of them. And they're buzzing around your camp in the forest, almost fascinated by the bonfire, just flitting and floating about, emitting a great deal of light. Chris is uh, very fascinated by this flute. And if it doesn't look too delicate, he's going to just play around with it, play it a little bit. Yeah, it's a very clean reed texture. It has smooth tones, very easy to play. It only has like ore holes on it. Mm -hmm. um, a simple tool that could be used by a master quite well. He'll play a little childhood uh, rhyme from Andesign. Oh, cute. At that point, Nim perks her ears up and is so happy to hear one of her favorites. Aww. When, um, since we don't have Michael here, I have mm -hmm. to do it. Free bird. <laughs> free bird. <laughs> awesome. And something about the flute music seems to echo through the woods, and it seems like the forest is almost responding with a song of its own. It's very subtle. It kind of sounds like crickets and birds chirping at first, but they seem to tonally match the song that you're playing out into them. A very soft voice drifts out from the darkness of the forest. You're a lot smarter than I thought. You haven't used your coin, but sadly, you're as boring as I had feared. Oh, he's back. And when you turn to face the voice, you see a really nice woven carpet laid out just in the middle of the forest floor. And there, sitting on top of it, is a fox. But it has a skull for a head, much larger than a normal fox's skull. And little tiny beads of kind of white light seem to pour out from the sockets of the skull. <gasps> Hello, Christ. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yes, it has. What are you doing out here in the Narflin? Well, we're trying to find our way somewhere. Somewhere very hard to get to. Maybe you might know. 
I do know. I've been following you for a little while. What can I say? You're just fascinating to me. Learned any new riddles? Mm, a none worthy of you just yet. That's fair. That's fair. I have a riddle for you. Do you know what happened to Hardex? <laughs> That's the dragonborn that travels with you. The Not a clue. I'm just staring daggers at him. I've got a question. What are you? Well, I'm a creature of this realm. Oh, you're part of the, the Feywild. I've spent a long time there, that's true, but I prefer the prime material. It's just more interesting. Mm -hmm. Mortals are so fascinating and exciting. They live such exciting short lives. They do so much in so little time. They like to play games. They like to sing songs. I love it. You know that show yourself for a reason. Why don't you get to the point? It looked like you were trying to find your way somewhere, and I love helping people in need, especially at a cost. Well, what would it cost us? I can show you how to get to where you're going, how to pass through that veil, in exchange for something important to you. Any of you, it doesn't matter who, but I don't trade in things. I don't trade in objects and trinkets. I want something that matters. Perhaps a memory, or the color of your hair, mm. the smell of your mother, your favorite song. That all makes me really sad to think about. Doesn't it just, though? Well, you can't miss what you don't remember. I have something for you. Go on. Maybe take these feelings away for Haradaks. You realize that it will remove all feelings for Haradaks. That's a mighty high price. We, we don't know if they're gone. They might show up again. And if they do, well, then maybe I, maybe I will be a little bit more objective. You're willing to trade your memories with your teammate? If it is just me, the This is interesting. I can work with this. I'm sensing confusion and a lot of faith and, ooh, very much recent disappointment. These are flavors that I can mm, savor for some time. Fatima, are you sure? Are, are you absolutely sure? This is a higher price than you, you may even know. Do you have an alternative solution? I wish I did. I really do. We could go on our own. We could find our own way. Out of it? Uh, I wouldn't be able to sacrifice my memories. He has proven to be the strongest out of all of us, though. You say memories. Feelings. I ask for feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are also valuable, just as much so as memories. Like training with warriors as a child, or tasting your mother's cooking, or the first time you read a fantasy story that made you dream. I am willing to make this trade, although when you meet your ally for the next time, it will be like the first time. I will not remember the times we spent together. You will have what I've been told is a sort of gray, fuzzy memory, but feelings and memory are so toast closely tied for mortals. It creates static confusion. You'll know who they are, but very little about how you feel towards them. Well, that actually might be a good thing. You won't, uh, you know, you seem like you've been kind of mad about it. And, uh, and if we see him again, I don't want you guys fighting or anything. Do it. Very well. Please take my paw. It's small and adorable. <laughs> I can't watch this. I reach out and take it. His paw passes right through your hand, and it feels like it pulls something out of you, like a tether that's attached to your heart that just rips like a parachute cord. And a huge amount of emotion just tears out of your chest, and you're left numb and creeping on your knees for a moment, like you just exhaled every breath you've ever taken. Take us where we need to go. I hear that you like songs. I have a song for you. And a soft, rich, bassy voice fills the forest air. And you hear music starting to come from what sounds like the fireflies flying around you in the forest itself. Into the fathom wall.
mortals play to find the pit that trapped the prey. A shadow rose to grind the stone and sharpen steel to send it home. Towards the dusk must tread the dawn. Towards the kings must move the pawn. Through the bramble, through the mire, past the posts of ghostly fire, along the path of deadly Unto the gates with iron wings Towards the dusk must tread the dawn Foe and fay the deadly throng Guided by the trickster song to the place they don't belong and when the music fades and the words linger in your ears you look up and the carpet and the fox are gone and you are in a portion of forest cascaded with colors of green you've never seen before even through the night the flowers glow in the moonlight, and the fireflies are the stars. Man, slipping into the Feywilds like trying to pull on a wet pair of pants, Kip. It's hard. Requires focus, but like, unfocused? I don't know. It's painful, though. And once it's done, all you can think about is getting back out. Based on some of the past quests we've seen that venture into that realm of magic, I'm sure we'll be seeing more than a few pairs of damp trousers by the time this is over. I'm not gonna lie, I kinda hate it. You can't trust anything, you can't eat anything, and the birds chirp all wrong. You try to sleep and trees are all whispering riddles and prophecies. It's like you huff too much black button and you're in some kind of nature-themed fever dream. I'll wager that the Mortal Dawn have some similar complaints once their journey really begins. Will they be smart enough to find their way in this world without directions? Or will they join countless lost souls of the past, trapped for all time in the realms of fey magic? There's definitely worse places to get trapped for eternity. At least the wine's always flowing and the music is catchy. Find out for yourself next time on the League of Ultimate Questing! That is the coolest shit. Did you, hold on, do you make that music or was that like a... I, I found the music first, but then I composed something that went with it that I thought fit the tone. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really like perfect. <laughs> I love that song. It was a little Tim Burton-y. Mm -hmm. I'm really worried about how this uh, memory thing is going to oh affect our I think it'll be some fun role play, yeah. So uh, let's go around the table and introduce ourselves and say who we play. My name is Law. I'm the Dungeon Master and the Creative Director at Slapdash Studios. I'm Sam, Drew Barb. Uh, Arvid is my character. <laughs> I'm Anthony Cafiero playing a Nimberwell Roundtree. Uh, I am Alante Bearcat and I play Chris Zagrand, the Crystalline Sorcerer. 
I am Zach Barkas. I play Artyom Volkov, and I am also the technical director and producer editor for Slapdash Studios and League of Ultimate Questing. Uh, well, thanks for joining us today. We have new episodes of League of Ultimate Questing coming out every Monday. We also have bonus content every Friday where you can find out lore about the world or see fan art, things like that. Please visit us at slapdashstudios.com. There's a big button that leads to our Patreon. If you want to support the show, that is a fantastic and perfect way to do it. We're recording on new mics right now, which is no small part in response to people being able to donate to us, which we love. Um, that's a huge help, and we really appreciate it. It lets us do this more. You can follow us on social media. Please do um, Instagram and Twitter at Slap the Dash and Facebook at Slap Dash Studios. We have T-shirts for sale, which you can find on the website. We're available wherever podcasts can be found. This is weird without reading something. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, we wish you luck. <laughs>